Welcome to the Empowered Movement Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you are having a wonderful day, whatever day of the week it is that you are listening to this. It's Friday when I'm recording it, so um, happy Friday if you are also listening to it on a Friday. Something that I think we need to discuss in the exercise world and particularly in the pole world is returning to pole postpartum. This um, is probably going to end up being a rant of an episode is inspired by a Australian pole dancer um, named Michelle Shimmy. She posted um, a quick snippet of some of the things that she's experienced so far um, in her postpartum journey and it reading it like simultaneously broke my heart and then also got me really incredibly pissed off and so there's um I don't know like opposite emotions happening happy and um sad I don't know if happy angry and sad um and also a little bit happy because she's like out here crushing it, doing things that um, a lot of people can't do regardless, let alone she's doing them at like five months postpartum. So like snaps to Michelle and wanted to dive into some of the things that she posted in her caption and give a little bit longer of an explanation. And then my personal slash professional opinion about them. Um, always some disclaimers when I talk about pregnancy and postpartum um, things is that I have never been pregnant, to my knowledge, and for sure have never um, given birth. Therefore, I am not a postpartum person or athlete. What I do have is a kind of unique um, knowledge slash skill set in that I understand the body really well. And then I am a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach because I realized pretty early on into my movement and exercise education that there is a lot of misinformation around pregnant and postpartum athletes pregnant and pregnancy and postpartum in general but especially pregnant and postpartum athletes and since the world has um let's say issues with people that give birth um and tend to not treat people that have uteruses the same as people that do not um a lot of a lot of really shitty things happen um i'm trying to like find a nice way to say this, but our healthcare system doesn't have a tendency to believe women. Um, They have a tendency to believe that we are fragile. They have a tendency to ignore um, our pain, downplay our pain, Um, have heard horror story after horror story of how birthing process went, whether it was um, the mother's wishes not being recognized to things happening without their consent to um, just like completely traumatic, horribly traumatic things happening to these people. Um, I think it's coming out more and more with social media, but even honestly, even now with um, people 
it seems like there's like a trend of like trying to better the situation, but still shitty things are happening. And one is I'm going to talk about um, Michelle's experience postpartum. I haven't seen her share anything about her um, birthing process, but I can immediately think of two people that I follow on YouTube that posted videos about their birthing experience along with some of their pregnancy experience and one of them is like a vlogger so she posted an actual video of her birth and had nurses tell her to calm down while she was in the middle of giving birth like what the fuck like this um the girl's name is Nicole was like screaming because she's in pain because she's birthing a child and the healthcare staff told her that she needed to calm down. Absolutely not completely unnecessary. Luckily, um, Nicole is like a feisty person and told the nurse to shut the fuck up because she was getting ready to have a child come out of her. And then another person that I follow on YouTube, um, had, just a crazy scenario of like her birthing plan basically just went right out the window and she felt um, incredibly powerless and had to go to therapy for months after giving birth because the situation was so, so traumatic. Um, I will, I can't think of her name right now. So I will try to remember to link the, the video um, where she, explained everything that happened in her process and um it's just really infuriating that we're still dealing with the people that bring new life into this world not being treated incredibly well and incredibly valued because like literally life could not continue on this planet if birth givers weren't giving birth so why are we treating them like second-class citizens so that is um, part one of this rant. Part two is that we're going to talk about some of the, p- the points that are in um, this caption. So it says six weeks is a lie. If you have not spent time um, researching like how our postpartum journey in the world goes, I guess. I wasn't sure if it was just the United States, but it looks like it's the United States and um, Australia at least. After you give birth, you have a six-week checkup for the mom. I believe you have visits for the baby in between birth and six weeks where you can make sure that the baby is okay. But in general, um, the mom is checked up on potentially periodically in between depending upon how your your birth went. But you have um, like a six-week checkup that is usually like the you're cleared to have sex again and you're cleared to return to exercise. For some reason, this visit has been like hyped up way more and is seen as almost like a benchmark. Like if you make it through your six week checkup, that that means that you're like good to go back to your normal life. Well, let me tell you at six weeks, you are potentially ready. And I'm gonna say potentially ready to return to reintegrating into what your life was like before you gave birth. That being said, you or pregnant people have 
10 months where your body is not your normal body. You are undergoing massive changes for your body to get ready to give birth to um, a baby. And then six weeks, so it's like, like 10 months, right? So like imagine that you had a boot on your ankle for 10 months and then you took it off and then you were not able to sleep, not able to um, like function really because you're like giving birth to a child, right? That like needs your attention. And then at six weeks you were like, okay, I'm cleared. I'm going to go back running when you hadn't done anything with your ankle for 10 months. And then you had six weeks of like, not even like your normal life. And then you were like, all right, you're good. Wouldn't happen. You would have like a slow integrated process to get you back to doing what you want to do. But for, I don't know why I haven't really dwelled into the history of where, where this six week checkup um, came into. Cause I think I would just end up getting really upset more than I already am about it. Um, the six week clearance is, should be like reframed into like, you are ready to start your return to exercise postpartum meaning that like you should treat yourself like you are brand new to whatever exercise that you choose to do so if you are a pole dancer after that six week clearance you're going back to like level one classes and walking around the pole doing dip turns learning pirouettes and body waves and spend time slowly reintroducing your body to moving in that manner and then you know months to potentially even years later returning to where you were before you gave birth and I know that's frustrating to hear because we all want to go back to what we were doing right like even with an injury you don't want to go back to like being a, like a baby polar you want to be like okay I'm I was an advanced polar. I want to be an, be an advanced polar. How fast can I get back to doing that? And that sets our body up for future injury. And then it also sets ourselves up for failure. And that is obviously not ideal. No one likes to, likes to fail. So that is um, point one of, that I wanted to cover. When you are ready to return to exercise, it means that you are ready to return to very, very basic exercises like breathing, moving your body in somewhat familiar ways, but super low impact, super low intensity, and then super low duration and building yourself back up. Um, point number two is how your body, there's this like misconception that your body is like ready to go back or like should be back to like almost normal at like six weeks how the body heals is one amazing and a lot of things heal in like six to eight weeks. So I can see where this like, yo, know, six weeks, you like your body's like at that starting point of like being completely healed. So we're like ready to go healed means like it's repaired from the like tearing that happens with childbirth. It doesn't mean that it's healed and like ready for you to add things to it, right? Like it doesn't have the capacity that it did previously. Um, especially if you are having um, a C-section, 
or if you tore, you tore while giving birth, um, the six weeks is like the beginning of your tissues being able to heal. And then from there, it's like at like a zero capacity. And we need to once again, build it up to like a one and then a two and then to whatever, however high you want it to go. Her third point that she brought up is that you're ready to have sex again and that you're, that's like a, I think like a, a very personal thing. Like I've talked to some um, new parents that they're like, nope, like I felt more than ready to be, be intimate with my partner again. And then other people are like, no, like I'm still like so um, like inflamed and like sensitive and like both physically and emotionally sensitive that like the thought of having especially penetrative sex was like an absolute not. And I think this sets people up to one for failure and then two to potentially start engaging in things that they don't feel comfortable engaging in because their doctor told them that they're cleared to have sex again. And if they don't feel ready and have a potentially pushy partner, um, that's a scenario that like could get dark um, pretty quickly. So um, once again, I feel like it goes back to like, for some reason, this six month or the six week check-in like has been put on this pedestal and it just doesn't bode well for um, the birth giver in this scenario. Um, the point that I really wanted to expand upon is that um, Michelle shared is that the six week checkup is very minimal. Um, from my understanding, there's not a lot of like physical examination that happens. It's just a lot of questions um, being like, are you feeling okay? How's breastfeeding going? Have you had um, sex yet? You know, have your, has your incision site healed? Um, potentially remove stitches if there's stitches places, you know, and it might be like a visual inspection if um, there was a scar, like they might look at your scar, but they're not like really taking the time to be like, okay, like how is your, your function? Like you look okay, but like how are things functioning um, in your body? And the part of Michelle's caption that like really hit me hard was that she said, after your six week checkup, that's it. You're on your own from that point onwards. And that is a feeling that a lot of new parents have, that they are alone in this. They're alone in trying to figure out how to balance having a new baby. Um, the birth giver is trying to heal from the birth along with process any sort of trauma that may have happened, whether it's like, you know, like physical or mental trauma that happened with the birth process. And I really want people to know that one, you're not alone in the, in this feeling. And then you're not alone in general. There are so many people that are available to help you with what you have going on. And I can only really speak to my lane of the the world, right? Like I'm not a mental health health um, therapist. So if you're dealing with like postpartum depression, um, I can provide resources, but I can't like per be your therapist. Um, there's pelvic floor therapists that are really great at helping you with your pelvic floor issues. So if you're having incontinence or if you're dealing with like a prolapse, like those are really great 
um, resources. And then um, for my own lane, helping you return to exercise is something that um, I feel incredibly grateful that I have the experience and knowledge to help um, new parents with. So you don't have to feel like you need to go back to doing what you were doing before or like not have a plan that you're alone in this. There are like logical steps that should happen in your return to exercise and having someone help guide you through that um, literally can be life changing because I have worked with brand new moms and I've worked with um, women who gave birth like 20 years prior that were still dealing with symptoms that started when they gave birth. So women that were struggling with issues for 20 years before they realized that there were options available to help them. And then new moms that were like, oh, like I was already seeing you and then like I gave birth. So like let's re um, redo this journey so that I can be back doing what I want to do sooner rather than later. So um, one, I, I guess my goal with this is to be able to tell people that you're not alone and that there are resources available for new parents, especially for the person that um, gave birth that can be honestly life-changing. I've worked with quite a few um, women that have, they identify as women, that have suffered with symptoms that they can directly relate back to giving birth 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 plus years ago, dealing with symptoms that are treatable for 10 to 30 years is absolutely ridiculous. And it's ridiculous because the, all of the women that I talked to had no idea that they could be helped and that their symptoms could be improved. So first thing that I want people to know is that you need to advocate for yourself. And I realize that that can be incredibly challenging. And then I find it incredibly frustrating that it's something that is put on the patient's plate and that it's not the doctor's responsibility to make sure that they are presenting all of the different options available. Um, but that's a rant for another time. So Advocate for yourself. Ask for what you need. If you truly feel like you're not getting the support that you need, um, a lot of the like adjunct providers outside of your OB um, are providers that you can just schedule yourself for the most part, um, depending upon the state that you're in. So like, I don't need a referral from an MD for you to be able to schedule with me. Um, a lot of physical therapists don't need referrals. Like, you can call and ask if they need a referral from your medical doctor to be able to treat you. But um, same thing with, like, coaches, too. Like, there's a lot of amazing um, personal trainers that specialize in working with um, pregnant and postpartum people. Like, you don't need to have your, like, medical doctor's permission to reach out to these people. A lot of times they'll they'll ask for um, your medical doctor to sign off on you doing stuff, especially if they're not a provider themselves, but you don't have to do this alone. And then I also want us to talk about how the journey to returning to sport is going to look different for every single person. And that 
you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. And I know that's easier said than done, but that's kind of the theme that I think social media is pushing on us is like, oh, look what I can do. Look how my body looks, you know, eight weeks postpartum. Well, my body doesn't look like that. So you end up comparing yourself to someone else. And I've noticed it in the pole world, especially with how many advanced level polers had babies over quarantine, that there's a lot of variety between how their postpartum journey is going. Some people seem to be doing really well. And then other people seem to be, um, not, I don't want to say struggling because I like, don't want to like project that onto them, but it seems like there's some that are really sharing the highest of highlights. And then other ones that are sharing, like, this is a lot harder than anyone ever told me it was going to be, or that I had ever, um, they'd ever imagined. So that is, so like stop comparing yourself to others in general, something that we all need to work on. And then the thing that I would like to chat about, and I'm trying to find a delicate way to say this because I'm not any of these people's providers. This is just my creeping into what they're choosing to share on Instagram. And something that just in general, I think the poll world needs to be better at is being okay with the journey taking longer than it does for other people, which once again is like a little bit of that comparison thing, but it seems like there's such, there's this rush to return to doing hard things so quickly after an injury that there's this rush when you start pole that like immediately you need to be able to do these like hard high level tricks or what used to be considered high level tricks and now are like more and more becoming like quote unquote beginner, but like they're not easy. And so like calling something a beginner move when it's super challenging, um, makes it hard for people to stay with or like skipping steps is something that I am seeing a lot more where people will be like, Oh, I've been pole dancing for four months, but I'm already shoulder mounting. Um, but I can't invert at all. But like I saw a person do this trick on Instagram and I decided to to try it and like, I can do it. So I'm just going to continue doing it like with really no form or build up to be able to do it. So in the realm of returning to pole postpartum, I think it's something that needs to be explored more and that we need to take into consideration that rushing through this process to return to being able to post the really cool tricks on Instagram when our body isn't ready for it is going to set us up for issues in the long term. And I think the more that we chat about how the journey should be slower than um, anticipated will be beneficial for the community overall. So if you are a pregnant and or postpartum pole dancer and would like to um, come on and chat with me about how your returning to pole journey went after giving birth, I would love to um, talk to you some more about it and just share your story and see if we can help other pole dancers that are going through the same thing. I am going to wrap this up and hope that you all have a wonderful day and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.